Hello, hello, hello. I'm going to start by apologizing for the audio right on the top. Um, This is another one of my favorite activities, which is driving while recording a little audio. Um, I have a pretty busy day, so I only have a little bit of a window to to get this done. But I want to talk about some of the news regarding the transfer portal, specifically the running back group. Huge news today with Taj Brooks officially announcing his return. Um, I'm going to talk a bit about what this means for Texas Tech's season projections for next year and what it means in general for the the team, the program, and kind of the overall recruiting space around Texas Tech. Uh, First and foremost, I'll say that the Cameron Valdez transfer makes a lot more sense knowing this. You know, when he announced he was leaving, there were some rumblings that maybe this was what was going on. I personally thought Cameron was transferring not because Brooks was returning, but because, you know, his, his usage dropped to basically nothing. In a, a offense that became increasingly run heavy, he just couldn't get into the, the backfield at all. And it just appeared that Kitley had kind of decided that the, the, he doesn't fit what they want to do. Which isn't to say Kitley was wrong about that. I'm not, I'm not 100% certain he couldn't have found a way to get Valdez more involved, but it is a point saying that sometimes there's just not a good fit in the system and this just didn't look like a good fit for Cameron. So I thought that's why he's transferring. But in hindsight, knowing what we know now, it is very apparent you know, Valdez, I think, has a future as a starting running back somewhere, but he was never going to start here over Taj Brooks. And if Brooks continues to keep, and I'm knocking on all the wood, plastic, everything, you know, do whatever voodoo you need to, if Brooks remains healthy despite his high usage. There just isn't much room in the backfield for anybody else. Um, I want to talk also about what it probably took to keep Brooks here. Um, so first, I don't know his exact NFL uh, uh, draft grade, I, I imagine it was not very high, despite being the hardest to tackle running back in all of college, and that's not an exaggeration. I think his yards after contact remained higher than anybody else's, as is his broken tackles. Um, you know, maybe he wasn't the most productive back in football, though he was number four on that list, but he was easily the hardest working back. I mean, Tech just couldn't block for him, and he still made it happen. So, well, despite that, I think he was still probably grading out as a day two or maybe even day three guy in the draft, if even. You know, I think he probably would have gotten his name called, but it would have been a very late round. So what kind of money are we looking at for that? It, it's good money if you just need money. And if you're a guy who can't improve his stock or you're looking ahead, say you're a QB in a class that knows, like, next year, like, five guys are coming out who are going to be, you know, future franchise quarterbacks. And this year, you know, there's only three you, you, you're not going to just take the money if, if, if you have a chance to further your draft stock, and I think Brooks does, because you're going to have to retool the offensive line. And if you successfully do that, you can boost your draft stock immensely, which improves your money immensely. I mean, he, he has a three top three round caliber talent that just hasn't been able to showcase because Tech could not block well enough for him to really find open running lanes, which meant he was just running through people, which did slow down his yards per carry, and I think forced him to be used far more than he normally would have been. Um, so if you are successful in retooling on face value, like, the money's going to get better. But what does it mean that he, they were able to retain him, considering he was going to likely get some sort of NFL payday? It means that the Matador Club has substantial reserves to throw around. So I, I personally am not a big fan of the 501c aspect of this. You know, I, I, I had a conversation with Matt Brown about this a few years ago when all this started. Yes, now, shit, it feels like a few years ago, but I guess it was only about a year ago when this whole thing started to get underway. 
Um, and he talked about how the tax exempt status is questionable, and I, I think that that's there is a lot of truth to that. There is a lot of truth to the the the, the fact that this isn't a real charity. These aren't charities. They they're paying players. Yada yada yada. But that aside, it's apparent that it's effective for tax um, to have this endeavor going. I don't know how much money they personally committed to Taj. I don't know what the rules are for what they can give individual players versus what they're giving everybody else. You know, I think the collective has some of those team-wide contracts, so I don't, I, I don't know how all that works. But it's apparent that they stepped in with a considerable amount of money to retain him. <coughs> um, on top of any individual boosters who stepped in and gave him a fat payday. Um, you know, if you're Taj, right, like, say he's worth I gotta imagine lowball 500 grand. I mean, lowball 500 grand in Texas Tech. I don't know what he would have gotten in the NFL, but I don't think it would have been that. Um, and not to mention, backs just don't have the longest shelf life. So if you take a low draft, you end up in a practice squad or, or buried on the depth chart. You're not really getting paid a ton of money. You know, you've only got so many years of productivity. It probably makes more sense to use one of your years of productive ability to just cash in a fat paycheck. And so that that's one of the things that IL is doing is it's not going to convince the superstars to stay. So Brooks is a star, but I mean in terms of like he's not on the Heisman radar, you know he's not a top five draft pick. It's not you're never going to convince those guys to stay, but you are going to be able to convince guys like Taj, great athletes who just aren't cracking into the NFL kind of wavelength yet. Um, so the, congratulations to the Matador Club and anybody else who stepped in for this funding. It, it, it is a huge win for the program, and it speaks to the kind of the NIL commitment, you know, tech has going for it. You have to pay to play. You have to. Everybody's doing it. And you're seeing the immediate results being that the product across college football is changing. Um, it's evening out. It's leveling out. Programs that are not historically that successful are suddenly finding windows to get back into action. And you can really, you know, build rosters quickly now. Um, I will say credit to uh, uh, Taj in general, though, for wanting to take on another year being a workhorse. You know, it is tough on backs to, to run as much as he has. It's hard on them, and that, that, that's reality is it's, it's extremely tiring to put a back in that position. Um, you know, he was averaging something like 25, 30 carries a game. His usage rate's absurd, and he was productive through all of it, but he, he could be staring down another year of that. You know, I, I, I think that your receiving court is being completely redone, obviously, all these guys transferring out, but there's no guarantee that, you know, with the exception of Micah Hudson, who I think would be a pretty much a day-one star, that you're going to be able to build a great receiving game core and a great passing in round touch. I hope so. And a, a key part of that, it comes back to the offensive line, right? Like, if the offensive line's better and you have more time to execute the passing concepts that Kitley wants to execute, you know, I'm kind of of the opinion at this point, like, there's no real sense bitching about what Kitley's not going to do because he's not going to do it. So just hope he can build a team to do what he wants to do. So if he's able to build the offensive line, retool the offensive line, get some guys in the receiving core, he can do what he wants. I mean, that tight end commit from Arizona State's a huge pickup. That's an extremely talented kid uh, from the region who ended up at Arizona State for I don't know what reason. Maybe because Matt Wells just sucked at recruiting. I, I don't know. Maybe Herm Edwards was paying a lot of guys. I, I don't know. But you lost out on him originally to Oklahoma and then to Arizona State. So to get him back in Lubbock is huge. He's, he's an incredible talent. So that, that's a start. Uh, but you need to retool your receiving group, and you got to retool the offensive line. And hopefully that passing game complement. I mean, that may be what Taj is banking on, right? You know, because if he can go to being a 20 uh, uh, carry per game back, you know, where you don't need him to tote the rock 30 game, 30 carries a game, because he can, with 20, can get, you know, 100 plus, uh, uh, that's that's the dream, I think, for him. Become a back with normal usage rates to show off his talent. 
Because here's the thing, I think if you lowered his usage range and gave him the better offensive line, he would have had the same numbers. It just would have been a much better yard per carry, a lot less yard after contact, and a lot late, yes, less broken tackles because he wouldn't need to break as many. So, you know, I, I hope that they can really work that out for him because it is a risk on his part. You know, he, he's banking a lot that the short-term earnings he's making now will, will pan out for a higher NFL draft stock and a, a pr- productive career. Um, so, you know, he's banking a lot on the recruiting efforts of the staff this offseason to go get transfer portal guys and retool your offensive line. The staff is clearly making it a priority. I bet they'll continue to go after it hard. I know they, I think McGuire's the 10 to 15 guys, I think, 10 to 12, that he's going to get out of the portal. You know, you've already gotten a few in. you got your punter, your tight ends, blah, blah, blah. I would be willing to bet big money that, like, five guys are offensive linemen. I mean, you got to go get your starters and you got to go get depth. Um, and there's plenty of offensive linemen in the portal to go get. There's plenty of kids in general, so I think you can really retool your line around um, – you know what Kitley wants to do. You just gotta, you just gotta win on the trail. Uh, I also want to give a shout out to, you know, um, I want to give a shout out to the staff real quick, right? Like it's tough <coughs> to retain players in general. And Taj, I guarantee you, would have had options to go elsewhere. Now, I'm not saying he had any proclivity to transfer, you know, but I, uh, uh, it is a testament to the staff to win that, to win that, keep him on on the roster, you know, to sell him on a dream, to keep him in love and keep him engaged. Uh, keep him in the bowl game is another thing because you've lost a lot of guys who were going to put, who are going to, who were going to be key features of the bowl game, you know, and you're keeping Taj, so hopefully he can really rock and roll in the bowl game, show his stuff a bit on a national stage, um, against a power five opponent. But it is a testament to the staff to keep him here. You know, it's tough right now to recruit. You got to recruit high school to keep your fans happy. You got to recruit the transfer portal to keep your productivity and ability to win up. And you got to recruit your current roster to keep guys in place so you can continue to build your program. So, you know, it is, all around challenging right now, I think, to be a, a you know, a, 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 I, I, this starts with McGuire and Kitley and DeRuder, but it, it, it's the, the lower tier assistants, you know, your recruiting coordinators, your, you know, position coaches, your uh, special teams coordinator, like these guys who are on the trail constantly, because McGuire's out there, as are the coordinators. But, you know, the guys who are doing the bulk of the legwork are the lower tier assistants, you know, and then, because I think McGuire's more critical in keeping a guy like Taj Brooks in campus, and so is Kitley. But the assistants are the guys who are really, you know, carrying the weight on the trail, identifying who they want to go get, watching the film, bringing it to that coach, being like, I like this guy, I like that guy, I don't like this guy, I don't like that guy. Where Here's what I think we should focus on, you know, because the head coach can't be everywhere. you got to send him where he's most effective. And as a result of this, you got to be much more diligent as a staff overall and be a lot more productive. So it's just a, it's a tricky situation and one that I think that the staff has done a really great job managing over the years because, you know, while there's a bunch of guys transferring out, I mean, to be honest, most of the guys you lost just weren't guys you were planning to keep, I think, as, you know, productive members of your team. And you can't convince receivers who were likely going to get replaced to stay. So I, I think it's a testament to what Joey McGuire and the staff is doing that we so far have had no complaints on the recruiting trail. Maybe I would have liked to keep, you know, of all the guys who left, really, I really would have just liked to keep maybe uh, Miles Price. I mean, you just weren't going to keep Bradley, you know, and there's all kinds of stuff in the receiving group. I would have liked to keep Cameron Valdez, too, for that matter, but obviously a guy who could start, you were never going to keep entirely in your program with everything going on because, you know, he just wasn't going to start here. So, And his usage rate was going to be drastically low. Um, so overall, I think the staff's done a great job 
handling the new reality of college football, which is a lot more work. I mean, it, it's tough right now, guys. I would hate to be a college assistant making like 80K, traveling year-round, battling to keep guys on your staff, battling to go identify, keep guys on your roster, battling to go get new guys. So testament to what they're doing. It's been great. Um, you know, you're. I think so far they're walking a pretty good line between the transfer portal and the high school ranks. We'll see how this year pans out. You know, you know your high school class is going to be good. What do your transfers look like? <clears throat> But also, this is just a big win for the program. I think this gives you a shot in the arm a bit. You know, it's 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 been a tough year <laughs> between you know the lack of on-field production, the injuries, you know, the bad vibes of guys transferring out of the program, um, all all the noise, all the inconsistency, all the things we've talked about all year, all the bad. You know, there's been some big moments, winning Micah Hudson, big moment, keeping Hammond, big moment, but a huge moment is getting Taj Brooks back, and that can kind of wake you up a bit. Because it's been sleepy. I mean, honestly, people just aren't excited for the bowl game. And I think this kind of gets them back in that wavelength. And I hope people go. I don't think they will. But it's not that far for Tech fans, especially those coming out of Houston. So I hope people go and have a good time at the bowl game. But this is a kind of a jolt. You know, like this is a little, like, get up off the mat kind of moment. Um, you know, like the, the, the future can still be bright despite the lack of success this year. Uh I, I especially love Taj Brooks's just, I mean, like, you can see how coordinated this is, but his announcement video was great. I thought that was a lot of fun. You know, show off your stuff and have some fun with it. Um, and I thought that the immediate response to, to thank the Matador Club was also a really great look because that's something that isn't always highlighted when these guys are making their decisions one way or another. You know, it's kind of a, it's in the shadows of, like, this is what's going on, and we all know that. But it is pretty great to have a guy immediately be like, hey, look, like this is a big part of why. Like we got a great operation here in tech. So it, it's just a good moment for the program. It's a huge win, and it boosts your – what does it mean for your on-field premise? Guys, he is not I, – I won't say he's the number one overall returning back because I think, you know, Ollie Gordon's back. Um, and I, I think there's one or two maybe – I think the kid from UNC might be returning too. And those were like one and two on your, your productive chart. Uh, but he is one of the five best running backs in college football immediately next year with a chance to be the best if I think. I think he can be better than every other back if the offensive line blocks for him. You know, and that's, that's a huge thing. But, you know, that, what, that immediately, I mean, guys, we were talking about having a running back room that was effectively empty to having one of the start, the stoutest running back rooms, right? Like immediately just because that's how good Josh Brooks is. And you need to get, get a good backup. I don't know who you got in the wings right now. I don't remember – you know, I think right now you're looking at, like, freshman or true, retro freshman or true freshman guys. So you probably need to go get a transfer back to come in and support him. But, you know, it's – having Taj Brooks is the difference between having a productive offense and having a bad offense. He is that good, right? Like, this year, you know, as fussy as we were, I think the offense ended up, like, top 30, top 40, which isn't where you want to be. You want to be top 10, top 15. But, you know, not horrible considering everything going on. And the reason why it really was Taj Brooks' ability to make defenses work so hard. So, you know, we're going from danger zone offensively, wondering can you retool the offensive line, the receiving group, can Baron Morton take the step forward, yeah, so on, so on, so on. No one, no proven record in the offense to having a proven, guaranteed-to-work weapon as long as his health remains. And, again, if you know any voodoo, you're a praying person, whatever you want to do, just pray for Tosh Brooks' knees, his ankles, his head, everything. Because if he stays healthy, you know, I think he can – and this is something that I saw today I didn't know. He's like 1,100 yards away, I think, from the all-time rushing record if I understood it correctly. Uh, or I, and, and the other thing is it would be the first back-to-back 1,000-yard season since I don't know when. So I, he is very much in the history books for Texas Tech if he has a great year, which I think he will. So, you know, there's a lot 
to love about this moment and just enjoy it. Enjoy it. We've had so much crap with football, right? Like, the bowl game's blah. The season was blah. The Texas game was a disaster. You know, there's been so much bad. And you get this really great moment, you know. Because that's the thing. Like, even, you know, even Mahomes is taking flicks today. Like, that's where we are for Texas Tech sports. Where even Mahomes is getting lit up. Where ordinarily he's just kind of untouchable. So, you know, it, it's 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 a great moment for the program. Enjoy it. Um, we'll have an interview, by the way, this week with Cal. We're going to record that most likely tomorrow or Wednesday. Um, so we'll have that. We're also going to have more basketball content. Kendall is going to be leading kind of that push on the podcast side and the article side. So be on the lookout for more content from us. We're, we're enjoying our new network immensely. The Fans for Sports Network has been nothing but supportive. We hope to continue to work with them and keep putting out more content as they grow their platform and we grow with them. I mean, thanks for listening, guys. I've been saying this a lot lately, but seriously, you know, we're, we're entering kind of that, that dead period almost in a couple of weeks where basketball goes in hiatus for Christmas and, um, we reset the calendar of a new year with basketball in full swing and, and, and baseball coming up and, you know, the sports calendar's turning over, so this is kind of a, a, a moment for us all to reflect. And, you know, I would love to say that our download numbers are way up. They're not. You know, losing, you know, 20,000 Twitter followers due to SBN's incompetency hurts. But, you know, the numbers have remained steady. You guys have stuck with us, and we'll continue to keep trying to beat your stand and continue to grow what we do. You know, it may take years before we get anywhere, or we may never get anywhere. But we're happy to put out an episode as long as somebody's out there listening and to the, you know, 50 to 100 people who consistently listen every week. We love you guys. Thank you for sticking with us. I hope you've enjoyed our content, and we'll keep trying to do better. You know, I, I can do better as a host. We can do better as a writing staff. We can do better as podcasts in general. So enjoy your week. Be on the lookout for more content. Rack them, and let's fucking go, guys. Tosh is back. <laughs>